Welcome everyone to the Uncorked Corner podcast. My name is Bianca. I'm here with my co-host Nick and we are excited to be welcoming the team from Casa Luigi Prosecco onto the podcast today. Can you guys get us started by telling us who you are and a little bit about your backgrounds? Okay, I'm Claudia from Austria and this is Wolfgang also from Austria. Uh, we, uh, we are together, uh, I mean, we work together, we live together, and we have our product together. Um, some years ago, we started, uh, when we moved here to the US, uh, we felt uh, that there was not enough Prosecco here, actually nothing. <laughs> and uh, so we thought, you know, we love Prosecco uh, growing up in Austria, which is next to Italy. Um, we were basically growing up with Prosecco um, and yeah, we loved this drink and we thought uh, we should have it more here in the US. And of course, as you know, there are much more Prosecco's out now, but we are the first one in a can. So maybe Wolfgang, you want to explain why we came up with the can? Well, the can um, idea started when we went to a couple of parties here in Los Angeles and we saw that there is no glass allowed by the pools or at events and everybody was drinking out of ugly plastic cups, red or, or transparent and, or, or sometimes you do get a, a plastic flute and you see the lipstick of the previous drinker or lady and uh, we thought, wow, that's weird um, because in, <laughs> in Austria, in Germany, glass is not a problem, but I get it. I mean, it's a great idea. You can hurt yourself, you know, there, there can be breakage and stuff. So um, we thought we should put the Prosecco in a can um, and we came up with five flavors and then uh, we had to find a name and all that. Um, but I don't know how much you want to know. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I'm interested about there is uh, you mentioned how you're from Austria. Uh, are cans there at all? You know, said they weren't a big thing and that's why you wanted to sort of bring them over here for safety. But is that, uh, are you guys kind of reinventing the game there? Well, the cans are all over the place in Austria since Red Bull started uh, their brand 30 years ago. And, uh, but still, if you drink vodka with Red Bull or, or, or whatever, uh, you would drink it out of a glass actually. Um, but yes, of course, there are cans and cans become hipper and hipper also in Austria. Yeah. And I, I meant, that the I meant more um, particularly canned Prosecco. Sorry, I should have specified. Didn't, didn't, didn't uh, exist back there. No. Now it's there in Germany, Austria, there, also Italy. There is kind of canned Prosecco in different qualities. Um, yeah, now it's out there. Started maybe also like four years ago. Yeah, and we also thought, you know, uh, I, for example, I don't like to drink beer. Uh, I, I prefer sparkling wine and there was no sparkling wine or no Prosecco, especially in cans. And uh, that's why there is also the idea to have it in cans. So wherever you, where you go, you know, at barbecues, you very often see that, you know, there's a, a big pot with ice and stuff with, with Coca-Cola, with, uh, beers and but there's no really good Prosecco and uh, and if there is Prosecco it's in bottles and you have to drink it out of plastic cups and I rather 
drink out of a can than a plastic cup, as Wolfgang explained already. And now even more during mm. COVID, um, the can that we have is socially responsible. It's your can, it's an easy and quick serving. Uh, nobody else touches the, the ice cubes or the glass or whatever. So I think this is also a little secret why during the pandemic, our brand was able to, to expand. Yes, sounds like you guys were ahead of the curve for sure. And I think, you know, from my perspective anyway, um, my fiance's family, they have a boat and we're always in the boat. But I mean, it's one of those things you don't really want to bring glass bottles on the boat if you can help it. You know what I mean? So I always look for things in cans. And I think that what you have is perfect because you have those bright, sunny flavors. They're very, you know, refreshing. And I think it, like you said, with the pool, it's kind of the same concept where you're not going to be walking around with a glass bottle pouring glasses for people. It's you want to have something that's quick and easy. And if it falls, it's not going to break anything and it's not going to be a, a hard thing to clean up. So yep. that was <laughs> the idea. That. Exactly. Well, so when it comes to the, the cans themselves, what does that process look like? I know you guys also have bottles. Is it a lot different when it comes to production of a can than it is for a bottle? It's not at all, actually. Um, it's just uh, that we bottle the bottles in Italy and uh, we can the cans in Austria. They have grand, great uh, canning factories, facilities, state of the art. Um, it's a naturally fermented product. It's about the bubbles and losing bubbles or keeping the bubbles and uh, having the right pressure in the can. So um, being from Austria, the Austrians and, and Germans are very anal and accurate, I guess. And the Italians have a more flexible <laughs> way of thinking and uh, are, have a better image maybe uh, in terms of lifestyle. But um, yeah, I, we, are, we are at home in Austria with, with our, our, our production. And um, I think you can see that when you hold our cans in your hand, it's really well done, including the packaging. I think we have a very special also four pack packaging uh, and design, but maybe Claudia can yeah. talk more about that. Yeah, you see the four pack, you know, the four pack equals actually uh, a liter. So it's bigger than a bottle. So you get more if you have this four pack. It costs the same. It costs the same like a yeah, bottle. Um, and the flower design, maybe you talk about that. Yeah. I can tell you about the flower. Uh, I, I love to drink my morning coffee out of my coffee cup. It's a very old uh, cup I got from my grandma. And uh, on that cup, there's a nice little flower bouquet similar to this one. And uh, I love it. It's my favorite cup. And I thought, you know, I need also something in the evening to drink, but it shouldn't be the coffee. <laughs> so we, we came up with the idea to put similar flowers on, on, on the can. And uh, it's, it's, I think you, everyone loves flowers, nature, and uh, a, a good class of Prosecco. So that's how they came, how the, how the can flower design uh, started. And then Wolfie thought it's not really hip enough or sexy enough. And his idea was to come up uh, with the uh, fishnet. It's a fish, fishnet stockings. Yeah. So some, you see the little- Some naughty crap. part to the yeah. old fashioned grandmother's flowers. <laughs> yeah. um, so it should be appealing for everybody. And the name 
we named it after our little dog Luigi. He's also uh, on the can in the back. <laughs> so uh, he's our little prince and baby, and uh, and maybe yeah. everybody who has a dog knows the dog rules in the house. So definitely he, here, yeah. <laughs> he, here's your name. Our house is your house. Yeah. Mikasa is Ukasa, and and Luigi is just the boss <laughs> that's awesome and i know my dog's my boss and uh my house as well and for anyone that's listening on audio right now you can check this out on youtube as well uh the link is going to be sent out and posted on social media so you guys have access to it but the cans are very colorful you can go on that fishnet design is coming through uh on the cans in the bottom you can actually also see it up on the sign behind you uh shows it off in the white and gold so one question that I had for you back to the Prosecco is with the can, is there any difference in shelf life compared to a bottle? No, it's not. It's um, the shelf life only, um, how shall I say, there's only a shelf life for the cocktails that we offer anyways, because uh, there are uh, there's fruit in it. Yeah. But with champagne in general, there is no real shelf life. And um, we offer our Prosecco and the Sparkling Rosé, all five flavors in special wine cans. They have additional layers inside. They are more sophisticated and they ensure that everything is fine. I, I would not keep white wine or, or Prosecco, or Prosecco yeah. anyways longer than a year or two. It doesn't yeah. get better. Some you champagnes uh, get better when they age in the bottle, but with, with most white wines that are made with the classic method in steel tanks like Prosecco or, or um, simple white wines, you should just drink them within a year. I, I have to say, I think it would be, it would be hard to uh, keep them in the fridge that long. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's they are awful. very good. <laughs> as fast as possible. Yes, exactly. And it's a, it's, it's a very nice, as I was saying before, it's a very nice, refreshing sip. I think there's, it's always good to have that thing that you can just have a glass of it and you feel good about it. And you're not, you know, you're not sitting there drinking a bunch of it necessarily, but you just want something you can like kick back and enjoy. And I, I love the flavors. And I think Nick, unfortunately, hasn't gotten to try them yet because I have them here in mass. So I'm going to drop them off to him tomorrow so he can, <laughs> he can get a taste, but mm -hmm. they are really lovely flavors. And I think that um, it would be great to walk through the flavors that you do have because you have quite a few. The one that I opened tonight is the um, lemon and mint. So I love it. This is very good. Very nice yes. Flavor. Yeah. Would you like to start with that one? Sure. All right. So, yeah. yay. <laughs> we have to taste sound. it all the time. You know, we have to keep tasting. We love an excuse to have a tasting. <laughs> Thank you. So the, the Hugo. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. We pour it in a glass here because we share. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the hookah is uh, actually, it's Prosecco, uh, elderflower, a little bit mint and lemon and uh, sparkling water. So it's, it's a very typical drink in Europe. They call it hugo in, in Germany and Austria. And uh, it's very refreshing. It's, it has a fruity note. 
and uh, because uh, of the sparkling water added to the Prosecco, it only has 5.5% alcohol, so it's very light. And, and uh, uh, maybe, maybe a story, it's, it's, uh, it's the mint, you know, we had to, to find the right uh, uh, taste for us, the right uh, flavor to it. Uh, it is usually with, with elderflower and mint and lemon and the mint, we, were, we didn't know that there are so many mints out there, you know, <laughs> and uh, I think over 200 or so. Uh, and to, to come up with the right mint, we had to do a lot of tastings uh, for this one as well. So my so, question on these, uh, these different interesting cocktail flavors is, are the inspirations in these cocktails made at a bar with a fresh ingredient and a standard Prosecco? Or are these things that are always coming? Yours I know are in the cans, but just in general, are they typically served as canned pre-manufactured flavors? Um, we are the only company in America doing it in a, a can ready to go. Um, the Hugo is a famous cocktail or spritzer in Germany, Austria, Italy, um, Switzerland. Um, they drink, people drink it all over the place. In summertime, you will get it in a glass. If you sit at the bar where, where glasses, well, most of the places I told you, their gla glass is not a problem. So they serve it maybe in a white wine glass or even in a red wine glass with ice cubes. They pour sparkling water, they pour Prosecco, they add elderflower syrup, um, they add a slice of lemon and uh, one or two mint leaves. And then uh, maybe a straw, you, you mix it and that's it, that's your drink. And uh, that's exactly what we have. In Actually, yeah. They do it over ice, mm -hmm. yeah. With the can, mm -hmm. you have, by the way, all our cans and flavors, you have to drink ice cold anyways, all the time. Don't drink it warm. That's perfect, thank you. I feel like Prosecco is just another experience when it's chilled, it has to be chilled. <laughs> it's exactly. so nice. <laughs> and sometimes we, you know, if sometimes we even add a little vodka or, or uh, gin. gin to this uh, cocktail and it gives you a nice little kick in addition if you want it to be, to have it a little stronger. Yes, that's a great recommendation, especially if it's a late night drink and you're just looking for right? that, something yeah. a little bit stronger. I think that's a great idea. Yep. So which was the first of your flavors that you launched with or did you launch with all of them at once? <laughs> All of them. We did all of them. All yeah. of them. We, we thought you get more shelf space if you have more <laughs> flavors, um, which is true. Uh, but it also means that you have to convince the consumers to like them or, or hope they like them. So um, that's. But I think we wanted also to come with something up that's for everyone is there's a different drink, you know, they prefer. So when we do tastings, we find out that so many people have different tastes, <laughs> um, but we have actually, we cover all of them. Yeah. I would say. So Dry, a, sweet, yeah. fruity, bitter. And I mean, there's every, every, some, something for everybody. Yeah. Do you have particular flavors yourselves or is it just whatever you're feeling that day? Oh, uh, my favorite is the rosé. The rosé? Yeah. The rosé is my favorite and yours. You have I love the orange and bitters. 
Um, it's similar to an Aperol spritz or Campari spritz. Yeah. We call it um, Secco Veneziano. And it's a very famous drink again from Italy. If you go to Venice, Italy, that's by the way, not far from the Prosecco region, just an hour, you get that drink. And you might have seen it, it in a glass, it's orange, a beautiful color. Um, and that's Prosecco, sparkling water, um, Campari or Aperol. And then you throw in some ice cubes and a slice of orange. And uh, that's a very bitter drink um, and kind of corky and edgy. Some people don't like that bitter stuff. And uh, so they shouldn't choose this can. But we found out a lot of people really do also here in the US. Yeah, no, and a lot of people who travel a lot they know to Europe, they know this drink exactly. And they, they love it, yeah. I will say of all the flavors, that one caught me the most off guard because I didn't expect it to have that flavor note to it. So when I, mm -hmm. when I drank it, it was so different from the other ones, but in mm -hmm. a good way, it was like a nice change because you, you could go from one to the other. And a lot of times you drink Prosecco and some companies, you know, they might have different varietals, but they're very similar. And yours are definitely different. So when you're going from one can to another, there's clear flavor differentiation between the cans, which is nice. So, you know, if you pick one up, it's going to differ from the other ones. And it's, right. it's a different experience in general. It's very nice. I think we are, we are pretty proud um, about our flavors and quality. We only use 100% natural uh, extracts from plants and, and herbs. Um, today, there are many cans out there and seltzers are a big thing. And you cannot count the flavors anymore. I mean, everything exists, right? Everything. So, but sometimes when we drink other stuff, it's very artificial or you don't even know what it is. And I think here it's pretty clear what you get. Um, and uh, as you said, um, it's, it's very diverse. Um, the Lotus Blossom is funny. The, the purple one, um, Imperial, we call it uh, our Imperial and that's Prosecco with Lotus Blossom. Um, and Claudia called it Imperial. Um, yeah, because, maybe you tell us. Yeah, because there was an impress uh, called Elizabeth, a short name Sissy in Europe. And what, what time was that? Empress. Empress, yeah. What time was that? Um, 18, 18, 18, 16. Something. I have yeah. to look it up. Flamage. <laughs> <laughs> and her favorite uh, drink was champagne infused with violets, with the little flowers. Um, and uh, I thought, you know, and it's a similar taste actually, the lotus blossom. Um, and that's how we came up. And she was very famous uh, at that time for, for drinking this drink. And also she had also ice cream with violets. And she uh, was also very well known for her tiny waist, tiny, tiny waist. Uh, because she didn't eat but drink <laughs> and her favorite drink was this champagne so we thought okay that's a good name for this drink and did you try it it's it's it has a very also a flowerish but uh, I would say it's probably one of our sweeter ones um, but um, yeah I think it's, still it's fruity, interesting yeah. still fruity and fun but definitely the most romantic one yeah sweet I romantic 
You definitely see a lot more infused with florals than you used to. I think that's something that we've seen a lot more of. And Nick and I have tried some spirits that have been infused with different flowers, different plants that you wouldn't expect. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's different. It's, it's very interesting. I think it's become more popular, but you're probably doing that earlier on than a lot of the other companies we've seen, because a lot of them have been a little bit more recent. Um, and that is the only one I did not try yet. So I will have to open that one. Oh. <laughs> the other four, but I can open that one. Let so. us know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so for you, um, what, when, when you're thinking of all of your different Proseccos, like which was the first one that you thought, I know you launched them all at once, but was there that one that you said, okay, this is the one that we absolutely have to do, like your pinnacle flavor that you were set on before you even started? Yeah, of course you start with the Bianco, with the classic Prosecco. And, and at the same time, there was the Rosé Sparkling. Uh, I mean, you probably know as well, the Rosé is everywhere, right? The Rosé Sparkling or Rosé Wine. Um, and I think that was our basic. And then I think, the, the next one was the one with elderflower. Um, then the Veneziano, because yeah. those two are famous drinks already. And the fifth one was actually a suggestion by our aroma expert um, who said, you know, entire Europe is thinking, what is next? <laughs> so there was always the Veneziano all over the place for 20 years. Then all of a sudden the Hugo everywhere. Huh? And everybody, also other companies were thinking, what, what is the next hype? And, and so maybe there will be a hype with the Lotus, but for sure, as you said, it's a flower, it's an extract from a flower or a plant. And that, is, that has become a trend for sure. So I don't know if the Lotus will be the new big thing, maybe not, but it's delicious. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think especially in America, craft spirits are growing like crazy and a lot more people are experimenting with different gins and uh, some of those more herbal spirits. So as those become more popular in the broad market, I'm sure that flavor uh, spectrum there will pick up as well. Yeah. And maybe we should explain our pure Prosecco and sparkling rosé. They have each 11% alcohol like a lot of white wines or champagnes and prosecchi. Uh, and the, the cocktails have half of it, it's 5.5. Like a beer, right? Yeah. And as you mentioned, rosé really has been like the popular, the popular thing. Everything's rosé brunches and rosé showers and everything's rosé and everybody loves rosé. But you don't see it as often sparkling. So I really like this because it is a new, it's a take on rosé that I don't see as often. And the ones that I have had aren't necessarily what I'm looking for, but this one is very nice. So this is one that I could see having like on a normal, you know, brunch day, if you're having that nice glass of rosé, that's what it's perfect for. But it's there definitely aren't as many. Yeah, it's perfect also. I mean, we just uh, had a bridal shower, you know, it's, and imagine a big uh, bath, uh, bucket with ice fields have, having all the rosé uh, Casaluigi's or the, the white Bianco Casaluigi in there. 
and, and uh, add some roses or flowers to it on ice, fresh ones. It's a beautiful setup. Presentation. Presentation. Yeah. And, and, uh, and the, the ladies love it. <laughs> it's by the, the way made too. from... Yeah. The grape is a Raboso grape, if you are interested in that. Prosecco grape is called Glera. And the Raboso lives and grows next to the Glera, same region. It's all in the Veneto, in the Prosecco region. And uh, we add to the to the pink can, we have 90% Raposo and 10% Merlot. The Merlot is just for the for the color to make it very hip and pink. Um, maybe you know that most French uh, producers have a more orangey or pale color for their rosé wines, um, and the Italians tend to go more more pinkish. Um, and we, we are, you know, our target audience is really from young to old, but we wanted something that looks uh, nice and fun in the glass. As well, not only the can. <laughs> yes, and it's, so compared to other sparkling wines and like the canned sparkling wines specifically, are yours, well, I'm sure you've taste tested other ones, do you find that yours have a higher level of carbonation or are you somewhere on the lower side or are you somewhere in the middle? Um, I think there are not a lot of sparkling Prosecco. I mean, there's no other Prosecco sparkling out there in a can. There are a couple, mm -hmm. what do you call it? Fizzy um, um, wines out there. I think we have a pretty high um, carbonation in the can. Uh, we go to the maximum, by the way, at the filling line. Um, you might also know in bottles you can do more. The glass is more sturdy and cans would explode if you put all these bubbles in there or have it in there. So um, I think it's, it's, it's high, but you also don't want to have too much. Too many. Yeah, no, and I, I know from, from really when we have the tastings, it's so it feels if you drink it you don't feel so filled up you know with loaded loaded actually yeah. yeah so i i think it's the right amount of bubbles for me <laughs> yeah. i would tend to agree because if there's too many bubbles then it's just harder to drink but this is a very mm -hmm. like reasonable drinkable amount of bubbles yeah. <laughs> but you i can, can also drink, drink more, and more thank you That's, it's great to hear some confirmation <laughs> <laughs> So what is your favorite part about working with something that you obviously are passionate about, which is really it's exciting and inspiring to see, but what is your favorite part about working in this industry that, you know, what is it that keeps you going and keeps you interested? Um, I think for me, for example, uh, when you, you have, when you organize the tastings or events, or you go to the wine festivals, unfortunately not right now, and you are part of it, and you see the reaction uh, of the people when they see the product, they taste it and uh, uh, how they really like it. That's, I think, rewarding for, for me, you know, after creating all this, having it uh, there and see the reaction of, of people, that's the fun part. And uh, also I just came, I mean, yesterday I just did a little store check in, you know, some of our supermarkets we are in. And uh, I love if I go there, sneak in and I see the product there. 
And uh, even when someone is grabbing a four pack in front of me, then I'm, you know, I'm getting very proud. Or if I see it in the, in the shopping cart somewhere else with someone else, I think, wow, that's cool. That's my product. That's our product. And um, yeah, that's for me, very exciting. <laughs> yeah. For you? Similar, similar. Yeah. It's, it's really how people react. We are now in, in almost all big hotels in Las Vegas by the pools in-room dining and also the retail stores and and then you hear from the beverage buyers hey uh you know let's say at the win the pool at the win big big pool area uh people really love your product and 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 we see that the sales are great so i think wow we do it right because you always question yourself when you are a creative mind and i think we are very creative you always i mean you always question things so um, it, it, it's great to see um, other people's reactions. Yeah, and it was so exciting. The first time we saw our name, Casa Luci, on the menu at the Wynn Hotel in Las Vegas. Or the Cosmopolitan, the, yeah. This Such was a cool hotel. Super cool, yeah. yeah this was very exciting. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. That is yeah, very it's cool exciting. <laughs> it's a very cool journey. Um, and. Uh, yeah, I, it seems that we do it right because people come back as, as soon as they try it, they come back and, and want more. Um, we're still a small company. We don't have those millions of budgets for TV ads or anything, you know, it, it's really grassroots. And, um, but yeah, and that's why I also think, think thanks to you <laughs> for <laughs> interviewing us. <laughs> yes, no, and everyone will see you on social. We'll be sharing and tagging and, now that the warmer weather has finally peaked here, we'll be taking pictures of these outside where I think that we'll be enjoying them the most. So uh, that's very exciting. And uh, one, so you are currently in three states. We have quite, quite a good listener base in the California area. Um, we work with a lot of wineries. So you guys, you know, I'm sure you're not surprised to hear that, but uh, we absolutely love our wines. But we would love to see you, of course, as you expand and see how you guys continue to grow. Do you have any plans of moving into other states in the near future? Or is that something that you guys continue to work on? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we can't wait, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Florida is on our list. Um, we started in New York, tiny bit, but it's so far away, small company. You need your team in the field all the, everywhere, you know, to take care of things. And uh, so that's a tricky one. But Florida, yes, uh, Las Vegas now opening up is a big thing for us. And California, uh, for especially with all the chains. And, the um, yeah. and again, during COVID, even more people take it home and drink it at home. There are no parties, even restaurants take out only. So I hope it changes because everybody now hopefully gets vaccinated. But um, yeah, th those are the markets. Colorado would be a great market. We are uh, starting there now. Um, but also Texas. I could go on now. We want yeah. all the states. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see you in New England. So I'll be uh, rooting for you here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll so for, yeah, so for everybody who's listening, uh, check out their website and their social. You guys have such a fun, colorful social media presence. And as Nick knows, I always have to ask about it because that's what I do every day. So where can we find you on social media? Uh, we'll be tagging you as well, but for everybody who's listening. 
Um, so Instagram and Facebook, it's Casa Luigi Prosecco, one word. And uh, on Twitter, Twitter it's Casa Luigi Secco. We are on Pinterest, Casa Luigi Prosecco. Yeah, and is uh, that about it? We website, could be better. We website. could be better with social media. So anybody who wants to help us there, welcome. <laughs> and tag us, tag us everywhere, everybody. Yeah. And our website it's uh Perfect. And we will include the links in the show notes so that everybody can check that out. Um, but we are so happy to have had you guys on. Is there anything else you would like to share before we go? Oh, make sure to buy it. <laughs> Whoever sees us or listen to us. And I think it should be in every fridge. You know, it looks so nice, the cans in our fridge. If you're, you know, next to your beer can, your, your soda can, whatever, you need Casa Luigi Prosecco. You cannot live without it. It's your everyday luxury. <laughs> and you know what? We have it also in there and we keep drinking it, you know, so that's a good sign after, you know, quite It's a, a while. perfect sundowner. <laughs> yeah. perfect it absolutely sunset. stands out. <laughs> it's, it's, you do it every night. <laughs> I mean, you have to, right? Yeah. You have to. And you're Doesn't changing it up. Yes, yeah, get I love better. That. Yeah. <laughs> and you do have a store locator on your website as well. So for anyone who's in do, those areas, yeah. they can check that out. And there's an online store on our website. And for holidays, we have nice promotions. So uh, would love to ship it to you and trying to expand that as well um, into more states, yeah. direct to consumer. We're working on that. Awesome. Perfect. Well, we can't wait. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming on and talking to us again today. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, I'm excited to get my hands on them and try our different flavors because Bianca's horrid and I'm all on me. Uh, but thank you again. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, Cheers to you guys. Thank you, thank so, you so much. So much. You. Be sure to follow us on social at Uncorked Corner and on the blog at uncorkedcorner.com for a taste of more food and beverage content. And if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave a comment, subscribe, rate, and review on whatever podcast platform you prefer. Thanks for listening.